0: Hello. Keller, so sorry for that delay.
1: No problem. What's going on?
0: You know what's interesting about being an amateur podcaster? Tell me. Is that I sit down at my computer, fire up GarageBand, get everything set up, and then it just doesn't work. And I have to go to my Chrome, go to the tab, go to this podcast setup, and rewatch a full YouTube tutorial to you know to figure out the oh, bugs no. it's so frustrating <laughs> like I just can't get it right
1: yeah but I mean eventually you will or you won't and someone will pick something uh, or build something that works that you have to pay more money for you know it's just the cycle of
0: <laughs> life you know what I don't have any more money to pay for anything like I just I'm out of work
1: I know. yeah the- I've also found, I've also found that uh, there's nothing I need, and so there's nothing I want to spend money on. Like there's nothing to do, so I'll I'll try to fill pockets of time by like shopping online and looking at stuff. And I'm like, well, where am I going to wear that? I don't need that. That's cute and on sale, but like that's six to eight months out. I don't know where I live then. Like. You, do you, I know if, you don't know what weather's going to be in
0: six to eight months. You don't have the climate. You don't know if you're going to be, you know, between the Tropic of Cancer and Tropic of Capricorn, or you might be up in the Arctic. Who knows?
1: It's, it's totally true.
0: <laughs> so, what purchases have you made?
1: Um, Plane ticket. Oh, wait. I have to turn off my now, do not disturb, now that I've allowed you to disturb me. I'm going to not allow my co-workers to disturb me. That's so what we're we talking talk. about. We have to be focused. Um, oh, yeah. Otherwise it's just going to sound like beep, 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 beep. Um, so purchase I've, purchases I've made is a um, a large box of uh, mega-sized Tootsie Roll Pops so that I can at least just have something to be like chewing on or, like, sucking on while I'm sitting, working all day by myself.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: Um, I bought uh, my family matching black face masks and hats and gloves so that when we go out, like, we look like we're going to fuck you up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of COVID chic and COVID tough. Yeah, no, it's
1: like the squat squad coming to the liquor store or the, to the cheese aisle like <laughs> watch <laughs> we're, out we're gonna definitely stay right definitely around the breed that's where you guys get serious. yeah um i also i had to buy a monitor uh because mine was at my office and i left pretty immediately um and i Did not want to take company property on the plane, plus it was really heavy, and I knew I could get a better, you know, 4K resolution one pretty quickly when I got back to Chicago to my parents' place. So I had to buy some technical equipment so that I could actually, you know, perform job functions, Um, which was interesting because I was like, so you guys are going to pay for this since you're closing the office. You're not going to ship me that." and you want me to do my job? And they were like, yeah, we just can't right now. And you just were like... Uh... But re- I was like, that's fine. I've got a really nice monitor. I don't have to buy food for myself anymore. <laughs> but it's, it's weird. Um, like, my, my, like how I got to where I am in my decision tree was really, really fast. Um, All right, let's let's climb
0: that decision tree and maybe, like, pluck a pine cone or two on the way up.
1: Yeah. So, as you know, we're, like, we're pretty similar. Like, our jobs and our lifestyles have taken us all over the world.
0: Yes, they have. Anyone
1: that – people that don't know me might think that I am just a professional Delta Diamond status member (laughs) and that I don't actually – I don't actually have a job. <laughs> you just like but spending time in does. lounges. Yeah, but someone actually does pay me to do work. Um, and I had to but like part of that is like I work a lot um, and I work really long hours and weekends and I have a giant global team. And so my, my deal with like my bosses and my company is as long as, as I am planning things responsibly and the team is, you know, taken care of, and if there's an emergency, I'm available, um, I can go on a short vacation. So I was in Norway doing some hiking, uh, spending some time in the outdoors because I'm trying there? to. Oh my God. It, like, it's very much like Iceland where any time of day or no matter where you are like you can really experience every type of climate and like vantage point and you know the, the landscape it, it's really absolutely amazing and I, I guess it has to do with tectonic plates and you know stuff that's outside of my wheelhouse but uh, where, where in Norway were you? I, so I went to Bergen because I did not want to go to Oslo I wanted to go to something that wasn't a, a smaller town but Delta flew to <laughs> and Bergen is the second largest city in Norway got all but that oil also, money yeah it's their. yeah it's, it's the fishing port so lots of beautiful fjord cruises some good um, hikes all around the seven mountains that cover the fjords there around the town um, really nice people it was it was great. It you know it's kind of one of those magical small places where like you're there your, your first couple hours and you're like I should probably Google real estate right. <laughs> it, yeah, it is.
0: It, it, it is just stunning there. It's so clean. And the air is so fresh.
1: Yeah, like the water, everything, the food, the fish. Like you can't you can't go wrong. Um, so I, I was there for a little you know five day break took some time to take uh, advantage of the time zone where I was in the time zone of my Ukrainian and Bulgarian team so Mm -hmm. I could talk to them in like real time. And then when I was getting ready to wind down at night, that's when all of my US teammates would come online and my Colombian teammates, and then I would talk to them. But in between, I, I did some relaxing and hiking and outdoorsy stuff, which is a new thing for me. So it was like this new hobby that I was like, oh, I'm so psyched about this. I got all these company discounts at like Columbia Sportswear. I'm going to look so cute. And then I got home and it was like, okay, so the world might end. The office might close. And my initial thoughts were like, okay, well, this is really putting a damper on my flying lifestyle. But okay, if I can if I could still go to the office and be able to collaborate and brainstorm with people in real life and have that interaction that it takes, you know, person to person where you can get excited and, and be enthusiastic and really inspire someone to continue your conversation, kind of like improv. Um, that's like how the, the great design work comes. Um, and I was like, if I could still do that, it's going to be fine. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, Mom, who watches the news religiously, uh, texted me Monday morning at 4.30 a.m. the weekend before, and this was, this is about a month ago. I'm like, I'm an early adopter of escaping New York City, and it's all my mom's fault, but I guess I thank her for it. Uh, Inanna and I were discussing, like, well, what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? Well, whatever you do, I'm going to do okay, well, whatever, you tell me what you're going to do, and then I'll do that. And then finally my mom was like, at 4.30 in the morning, she texted me, and she said, Dad, and I want you on a plane the second you can get on one. Don't go to the office. Don't get anything. Just take what you need. We'll we'll buy what you need uh, here if we need to, or get it shipped, and and get out of that city as fast as possible. And that was Still about two weeks before things started getting really rough. Um, so I've been I've, I've been, my, been living with my parents for a while now. I think I have regressed back to high school, um, and that's mostly the clothing I'm wearing. <laughs> I'm sure Jean, your style t-shirt. is very, like,
0: early 2000s, late 90s right
1: now. Oh, like the trashiest Victoria's Secret songs that like, why didn't someone throw those away? But like, I'm glad I have underwear. Like, <laughs> but no one can see. <laughs>
0: I mean, that thong's not so, yeah, coming up on any of the Zoom calls, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, but it's been an interesting transition. And I think over the, the last month, it went from uh, like week one was really upsetting and i i felt uh trapped uh even though i i'm physically in more space i have a, a backyard i have a, a park across the street i've got family members that i can talk to i've got dedicated rooms i can set my downstairs and my upstairs office in like i have people that will cook for me and remind me to drink water um like I, like there is really me, be, me feeling trapped is such a, a, a privileged bullshit thing. Um, but it, it was just, it, it, you know, my first instincts were like, this isn't the life I built for myself. Like I built freedom. I made things my on my own. I have yeah, my yeah. apartment that I curated and I have my my people that I go to and the place that gives me the coffee that I like. And I only want that coffee at this specific time and losing that amount of freedom was just frustrating because it was basically just a loss of control. And then the second week was a little bit uh, more of an upswing. And I was like, I can make this work. I'm an optimistic person. Like, let's look at the state of how things are going. Like, remember, you've got two offices now. And can, can I stop your you for a second? About-
0: I, I'm so curious yeah. to know that that first tough week, what were the symptoms of that toughness? Because you you kind of described the interiority of your frustration, but how is that actually manifested? Were you not getting the work done that you needed to? Were you not as productive? Were you having a hard time getting out of bed? Were you stress eating? Were you stress not eating? Like, like, what did what did that lock that lack of control actually result in?
1: It I well I have definitely over the course of the last i mean the whole thing i have been stressed not eating so mm-hmm. i've lost a lot of weight um, you're on that covid day and yeah like it's the covid minus 15 or 19 or whatever <laughs> everyone is calling the equivalent to gaining weight in freshman I like, year of college I like but, the
0: covid minus 19 i think i think that's a, yeah. I think it's something we could workshop there
1: yeah, I'm definitely going to emerge um, looking like I'm ready for my summer bod if people are outside. <laughs> high school
0: high school clothes, high school bod.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think um, I'm used to living alone. I, I interact with people all day long, and it starts very early because the time zones that I, I work with, so my meetings start um, now that I'm in Central Time at 7 a.m. That's when I start my first Zoom meetings. But When it does was your the alarm go New off? York. Uh, my alarm goes off at like 5.59.
0: Okay, so 5.59. And how long does it take you from uh, that alarm going off to you actually getting out of bed?
1: Um, I will maybe snooze two times a week, but for the most part, I'm up.
0: And then are you trudging down to your parents' kitchen and making coffee? Are they awake yet? Uh, set, set me a scene here.
1: Yeah, so dad's already awake. He's made coffee. Um, nice. It was Costco That's clutch. coffee and I made them, I made them change to Intelligentsia. Um, but and out of Chicago. I mean, on. like they
0: have to do Intelligentsia, like WTF, right? Yeah. Intelligentsia um, is good.
1: Or just not Costco. I was not having it.
0: Um, yeah, I get a little and bit then, frustrated when my parents have Starbucks. And I'm just like, come on. Do I put it Starbucks reserve? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. It's all crap.
1: Yeah, no Starbucks. <laughs> so, yeah. Get so up. You have your wash coffee. My tea, wash my face. Do that stuff. Have the coffee. And then I start bringing my things into the dining room. which like, And it's our family's formal dining room with a chandelier and oh, you know goodness. silver polished tea set and antique furniture and that's my office because that's the biggest desk in the house um
0: is your monitor and down it, there it, or, or do you actually have to yep, shut your monitor like, down
1: yeah so the monitors all set up down there and my laptop nice. is plugged into the monitor I've got my entire skincare routine down there as well uh, as my vitamins Everything is organized and curated in boxes, so it looks nice. There are flowers. I mean, I've, I made the whole thing look nice um, because otherwise, I don't, I don't feel like I'm in a uh, in an environment where I could focus on these things that are in the computer that I have to do. Um, and, it just, it just, and then and I'll it have sets like a nice frame some,
0: for your day.
1: Yeah, it like it, it's it's not so bad. And then um, I'll probably have like a small. I'll have a little cheese or um, frittata or quiche for breakfast oh, as I start my first calls with the Ukraine.
0: I think that I think and that sounds laps- wonderful. What time is it in Ukraine when uh, when when you're calling them? So are they seven hours ahead of you? Eight?
1: I think they are. Seven hours ahead oh, shit. I I it's hard because I always lose track of Eastern Standard versus Central versus Ukraine and then also with um, daylight savings, they were a month off. So oh I that's right. Yeah, they shifted differently.
0: Ahead.
1: Yeah, so I think they're seven ahead now, but they were six before. But um and at my company, if you work on a project with a Ukrainian team and I have four or five of them right now, all of your meetings are in the morning. Like you, there are no night meetings unless it's then distilling what you've discussed with your global partners and team to then give them something to do while you're sleeping. And then you look at it in the morning. And so, you know, a traditional agency creative director, which is, you know, my, Kind of where I started my career at. Like, you come in at ten thirty and you're hungover and like you need seven <laughs> cups of coffee before anyone is safe enough to talk to you. And instead, I'm like <laughs> talking to all these people. You know, also shut up in Kiev and Bulgaria and Turkey and stuff. It's just a totally different experience.
0: What sort of vibe are you getting from your international counterparts? Uh, there in the sort of middle, mid-east, middle-east?
1: It's funny because um, uh, uh, Ukrainians, but, you know, like uh, Eastern Europeans are very honest, and it doesn't mean that, and and, uh, abrupt and to the point, and it doesn't mean that they're not, you know, soft and friendly and emotional and all that. They're just very used to following rules and rigidity and getting something done uh, fast, and the right way is a source of pride versus here where, you know, like conceptualizing things is a little different. So they they like kind of are really embracing and loving rules. You know, when the Just... World Health Organiza- Organization says, these are the only hours you can go to the grocery store. They're like, we get it. That feels safe. Someone told us to do that. We're gonna do exactly that. And then there's our uh, my uh my team in Colombia, and they're like well the government says if we go out past this time that we might get shot and then no one says anything on the call because the the other uh, foreigners don't necessarily get the joke and then someone has to say oh that's a joke and they're like yeah 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 no it's just a fine but it's a really <laughs> expensive fine that will essentially you know take all of your money away and so everyone is staying inside so it, it's culturally interesting to hear about all these different experiences but at the same time we all have the same feelings of of isolation of uh, like a slight despair and loss of what um, we had been building up to um, and 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 where to go after this because right now, for me, work-wise, and lifestyle-wise, and, you know, relationship-wise, like, like there's not, like, really hope. I can only, I have, in my four weeks here, I've finally re- arrived at week four, where I have just, and it's not abandoning hope, but it is realizing that if I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be successful, I need to understand that there are things outside my control and only focus on the things that are within my control.
0: Does part of you wish that you had stayed in New York? Uh,
1: For the first two weeks, yes. That's when I was really feeling like my parents like being up my butt and being like, Oh, wow, you work a lot. And I'm like, yeah, because usually when you see me, I'm visiting you on vacation in Mexico or somewhere like you've never seen what like my real life looks like. Um, but then they slowly got used to it. And it's been amazing. I know a lot of people had concerns about, you know, going to stay with family or their parents and feeling like that would be more claustrophobic. And I felt that in the beginning, and I was worried about that, but they've been absolutely amazing at understanding innately the space and boundaries that they need to give me, and leaving food out versus like coming and bothering me or making me get off a call for like a set sit down dinner time. Um, they've really made it, it 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 easier, and so at this point, I don't like I, I listened to your podcast, like I was texting you, and I. I miss our community, and I miss all of our friends, and I miss the fact that I can't run across to the bodega to get a thing that I want because I feel like it. I have mm-hmm. to. I have to actually really need something, um, or just be okay with something that's gonna that's a perishable, and I'm just gonna eat the thing that was made for the week. Um, but now I'm settling in to living life in this in my childhood home, and in two weeks, we're going to move again.
0: <laughs> what, what are you doing in two weeks?
1: We're going to go to South Carolina to the beach house.
0: And how are you getting there?
1: So the original plan before I got here with the 4.30 a.m. text from my mom that was like, get on a fucking airplane now. I don't care what's in your suitcase. Um, I was going to meet them there. But we're gonna drive, um, How long so is that my drive? mom. Oh, it's gonna be like 17 hours. Fuck off. So if if you Google mapped it, it's like 13 and a half. But we have an 18 year old dog, and you need to stop for lots of potty breaks and things like that. So, and and we don't stay at like a hotel or something. My dad likes to drive straight.
0: So you what you leave like at four o'clock in the morning and then hopefully get yeah. there by, by 10 o'clock at night.
1: It, that is exactly it. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, that, that good math. <laughs> uh, that's a, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a long, it's a long slog. And then wh- what is your date? What is your departure date?
1: We don't know. Um, this, I, as I told you, like my mom's birthday is, is it Friday? I mean, what? it doesn't matter. It's, it's a day. Uh, my mom's is tomorrow, and then Easter is whatever day that is. So I think we might leave next weekend or the weekend after.
0: And, but because definitely a weekend, because so you my, have to work during the week.
1: Yeah, I told my parents if they had to sit in a car with me for 17 hours while I'm talking to Ukrainians all, all day, they would kill themselves. So,
0: (laughs) and there's no way on that drive that you don't hit patches of, you know, poor reception. And so you're getting increasingly frustrated as you're unable to do a hundred percent what you've come to expect in terms of your professionalism.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially when you go through some of the mountain ranges in Tennessee, et cetera, and Kentucky, like going through there, like there's, not even self-service to slack someone and be like, "Hey, sorry, I dropped off the call because there, there's nothing. Um, but yeah, but I'm still I'm still a little torn of you know, the Chicago suburbs, like it's, there's, there's room and it's easy to get around and there's more infrastructure within hospital, police, fire, you know, grocery stores, stuff like that. Um, Both my sister's families are here. So going to South Carolina while it will be a a nice change and, um, you know, there will be a pool and we can play golf and go to the beach. Are the golf courses open? Yeah. Okay. You, um, the, uh, there aren't golf carts. But there are caddies, but your caddy cannot touch your club.
0: That is so interesting. you have to, a, you, you have, your caddy
1: could be like, yeah, so the caddy could be like, yeah, this really, for you, it really looks like a seven iron. Go get it. <laughs> While they step six to 10 feet back from your clubs. <laughs> is this in Hilton Head? Uh, in Kiowa Island.
0: Have so they, there will
1: be a level. Have they hit sorry, their
0: peak yet? When are they anticipating their COVID peak to hit?
1: They, um, I don't, I don't think they've really had any cases. Uh, oh, so there they're, is they're case
0: free so far.
1: It's, I mean, it's a gated island. Um, so the, the are the, they about a people smaller, coming
0: in from? You know, from a place like Chicago, even if it's the suburbs, given that Chicago's been kind of a hot spot, I mean, will will they see your plates and be like, where, like, yeah, what's that dynamic there?
1: Are we going to get egged? <laughs> well,
0: I'm just, you know, the uh-huh. thing is, because is, I was thinking about going out to Wyoming for so long, and in yeah. Jackson, Jackson's peak now is April 29th. It's, you know, that's when it's forecast. And so once uh-huh. I saw that and it felt like I was plateauing here in New York, I was like, you know what? Like yeah. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll get out there for May. But if if it is on that upswing toward, you know, a, a hoped for peak and then on the downside, it doesn't make a ton of sense for me to go out there. And so have you spoken with your parents uh, about like daily monitoring of if there are any cases and if you talk to any friends or, you know, Contacts down there uh, about what it's like in their appetite for people coming in uh, onto the island from a place like Chicago.
1: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I obviously get the daily parental download, so I don't have to read a newspaper. They just like tell me what's happening. I'm like, okay, <laughs> but um, there is, to your point, um, there is a small percentage of the population on Kiowa Island that is there. All year round, like that's where they've retired. That's where they live. Um, They send if you know they've got kids. The kids bus into closer to Charleston to go to the school, private schools there. Um, That community is very against the uh, vacation homers coming there to escape the cities, specifically New York. Um, And we, I do have a very good friend. um, Their you know father went to. school with my dad and you know all of the fraternity brothers all got houses down on Kiowa and the parents decided not to go to Kiowa but um, Matthew who's my age and his wife and two daughters uh, they live in New York City on the Upper East Side and they decided to get out right away but his um, sister uh, who works for Google didn't want to get out because she didn't want to be trapped outside the city and he says it is perfectly lovely there and he is loving it it's totally safe you can get your groceries delivered still all of the clubs are closed for like seating, but they will do takeout um and the weather is nice so it seems like there is a little bit of that internal sentiment of like the year-longers that obviously don't want introduction of outsiders bringing covid into the island but um, so far, it seems like it's pretty well protected, but at the same time, you just think of the spread, like obviously New, New York is the hot spot in the epicenter, but like, where does it go from there? It doesn't stop.
0: I mean, hopefully eventually it will stop, but you know, I think that there are some signs, uh, at least in the media that I'm reading, that there might be a, a slowdown, which is encouraging.
1: Yeah. I mean, That was like one of the first dumb things that Trump said, where he was like, oh, once it turns spring, the hotness and the warmth is just going to kill it. Um, But it's true to a certain point. He just is him and he said it that way. Um, (laughs) So hopefully as the weather improves, as long as people are responsible and still, you know, keeping social distancing and staying at home as much as possible and not just like Rolling over each other in the parks and the streets, like hopefully we can start to get some control over things, and the government can catch their breath and an industry and innovation can start to catch up and roll out some new things to be tested to so that if there is a possibility of a tick up um, ag- again that that we're prepared.
0: Yeah, I think that they are seeing uh, increasing cases, I read, in Hong Kong, Singapore, and Taiwan, uh, because uh, outside travelers are... uh, have been now going there as vacationers or, or to get away. And so it wasn't an mm-hmm. internal problem, but their borders were still open, and they were getting cases uh, that were coming in from outside Their their kind of – uh, from, you know, their national lines, borders is the word I'm looking for. English is hard sometimes.
1: Oh, I know. Um, yeah, no, that and, and that's so frustrating for those c- countries because they put really rigid rules on their citizens. And maybe you could think that, you know, one country hid when this actually happened and how many people actually died and, like, how far it, you know, when it started or what the the radius of the impact actually was blah blah blah. but like they like the the people in those countries took serious all of the rules and they were able to combat it and really bring cases down and then to have irresponsible people that are like oh i see that that's not red anymore that's like that lightish pink color and the numbers are down like let's go to bali like i'm gonna go on vacation like fuck that like for a there, while,
0: there. <laughs> for a while, a buddy of mine who's you were going to go to party, Bali. <laughs> no, a friend of mine. You know, his both his wedding his bachelor party uh, were scheduled for April and then June. They both were canceled slash postponed, and we were joking that it might be a good idea for us to do his bachelor party in South Korea because it was so under control there. And you know, obviously, yeah. it, it was tongue in cheek, but. I, I mean, I think people are thinking like that. Like they have this mentality, Oh, the numbers are down there, it's under control, so we can leave our hot spot areas and visit there. And it's just kinda like uh, we just all need a little bit of discipline but it's hard. Like I yeah. I, I, I get it. I mean I've you know, strained against the, the desire to get outside of New York Run. City but But the thing is is you know, my biggest anxiety was probably mid last week late last week and now it feels pretty it feels pretty okay like yeah like, like there's just not violence in the street there seems to be fewer and fewer hospitalizations like like the the, the numbers seem to be going well and there's still food in the, in, in the uh, in the stores like like the yeah I, I just i just have a sense that if i stay in brooklyn that's where I'll cause the least harm and incur the least harm.
1: I agree. I think that there was, oh, there was like, really a window of like, go or, or stay at, at, for responsibility of how um, your chemistry and what you could be carrying could be carried somewhere else and infecting people you care about in other locations. Um, and I don't know. I, I feel like I, I was early enough to be responsible, but at the same time, it's like, you know, like I'm not allowed to see my niece and my nephew that live three blocks away because my sister's so scared. And it's the first time she's really had anxiety about something so huge because she's now a mother. And I'm like, well, I'm like he might hear someone play with my the kids, but instead I just work. <laughs> But, but you uh,
0: know, the, the work so, is a good organizing principle. And, you know, one thing I was curious about, has your company had any layoffs? And, you know, what is the future of your business?
1: So it's interesting. Um, I, I thought like maybe things would calm down a little bit and they have completely ramped up. And I think there's a percentage of that that is my fault because I'm like, give me anything. I need, I need a grooming standard so that I don't get bored. Because if I get bored, like I'm not opening the computer again, go fuck off. Um, but I also think that there are two types of individuals in a time like this. And there's the person that thinks that they're on vacation. And there's the person that sees the opportunity for where the world is going and how to innovate to um, create the solutions and the experiences that customers and humanity need. To evolve, to evolve and stay safe and happy, and try to have some semblance of a life that they used to have, even though it's going to change. And uh, because I'm an eternal optimist and a psychopath, I am in that latter camp where I'm not on vacation. <laughs> so we're we're working hard. So to go back to like your original two points of your question, um, we have not had layoffs. And we have a very large global organization. Yeah, thank you. They'd still pay me.
0: (laughs) I miss that. Um, I I miss a paycheck. I'm hoping my unemployment benefits start being direct deposited soon.
1: Well, I mean, I've been laid off before and I've been fired. Like, I knew what that's like. Um, I feel incredibly lucky, especially... While I can complain that I don't get in in-person brainstorms or whatever because it is a, a global company, like I, I, you know, my mom's doing bridge downstairs on Zoom that I had to show her how to do, and I'm like, Zoom is my life. Like I I've been doing Zoom for years now. <laughs> but um, so we've we've had no layoffs. Um, our CEO gave a giant talk last week about. Um, how he would forego his entire salary to keep the company. That's
0: awesome. Um,
1: very, and then, yeah, and, uh, and and really nice to hear. Um, of course, it, however long things go, things change, but um, we were pitching lots, lots of new business, and one of the really exciting things that I'm involved in is this COVID SWAT team where we are quickly... Um, coming out with a e-commerce product to allow large brands that sell essentials to get product immediately to customers right away through their brand site. So an example of that would be, um, let's say, um, uh, Kimberly Clark, who sells uh, like tissues, and they have all of the toilet paper in a public restroom but they also have a large portfolio of like women's products and all these paper essentials. They are mostly B2B business with a very difficult um, supply chain and uh, and ordering based process and no consumer facing e-commerce site. And so what we're doing is we're trying to create in two weeks, a turnkey solution that would get all of these companies up and running with a slight, brand look and feel and a way for consumers that are finding products sold out in stores, on Target, on Walmart, on Amazon, um, to get those products right away. And we're partnering with FedEx to have um, expedited shipping for all of that. And so on top of all of the other work that I do that's you know, consulting and cool innovation ideas and fashion and blah, 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 it, it feels really nice to actually be doing a a, a product and a project that's going to make a difference for people.
0: That's got to feel wonderful to have that as a organizing principle for part of your work day.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wish I came up with the idea. Someone just called me one morning and was like, you have to do this in two weeks. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it's not your idea, but, but
0: implement- implementation is, you know, it, it's... Fifty percent of the importance.
1: Yeah, and and it's really good to have leaders that are thinking not just about um, the the bad things that could happen to our our industry, but what do we what do we do now to help clients that could bridge the gap to make them larger clients in the future, and also really make a difference in the world right now to help people because. Within the digital e-commerce space, uh, where I consult in, you know, that's that's the that's the connection to buying that's safe. That's how we can create an environment for people to get things that they need. Um, and from there, where do you take it? Um, how do you get it to schools faster? How do you get it to under or uh, you know, privileged neighborhoods faster? Um, so it's going to be an interesting project, and it I think it's. Uh, Coming out of all of this, the one thing that I keep talking to people about and hearing about is everyone is hoping that there's just a a higher percentage of empathy within within individuals and and taking away from that, it's about me, it's about my white privilege, it's about me as a man and there's a Me Too movement, it's about this. Like, I hope that there's just a, a humanity aspect um, that we can all really come together and, and then have a good election.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's not
1: bridge, let's not bridge into talking about that. (laughs) Oh
0: God. Oh yeah. You just, I I had a heart palpitation. I triggered you.
1: So what have (sighs) you been doing during the day? Like I, I love, so when I was talking about, you know, there are two types of people. there's the vacationer and then there's the person that finds the the inspiration and the opportunity within the the lemon. like i I love that you're doing this podcast. I love everything I've listened to. It's made me feel connected back to Brooklyn, back to where I live, back to my friends because I haven't been able to always have a FaceTime or a dinner or and people have their own busy schedules or, or they don't want to talk about the state of New York because they know I'm worried about them like but you, listening to every all of your content <laughs> that you put out has really made me feel so like connected to being back there that's but fun what I, else I, I, I
0: I love that um, I'm, it, you know I'm doing it largely for myself it, there is something it's therapeutic for me, obviously, just because, as yeah. I've mentioned a million times, I don't have any other real work right now, but yeah. this, is, this is what my day looks like. Wake up between 8 and 9, I have coffee pre-ground, get up, put it on the stove. I do one of those Bialettis. Um, yeah, yeah. When it takes five minutes, I pour it into a cup of a scoop of ice cream. I... Chug it down and then I lay down and I do a 20 minute, uh, it's called an espresso nap, but I combine it with my morning meditation. So I, I have my uh-huh. mantra, I'm flat on my back, I'm just kind of getting settled for the day. Um, 20 minutes are up and then I've kind of done this low level meditation. It's a really, really, really low level meditation. Um, and how long, is,
1: how long does that last?
0: 20 minutes. So, and,
1: okay. and that.
0: Twenty minutes is up, and then it's like uh, move a desk over to the window so Amanda and I can be configured, um, and then it's going through emails. Uh, I'm on a bunch of different chat groups, so reading all the all the weird shit that people write in the chat groups. Uh, maybe a little bit of online chess. I started playing on my on my laptop, and then. Excuse me. Um, Uh-oh.
1: I thought you were quitting chat. I, uh, I,
0: it's still not my phone. <laughs> I'm, playing t- I'm playing too much on my computer. And, and then it's it's these it's these podcasts. And, you, you know, I mean, you and I, you know, we were scheduled for 1 o'clock. I had a mental breakdown because I couldn't get the software to work. Um, but by the time we're done, you know, we're at minute 43 right now. Um, it will take probably another 20 minutes to mm-hmm. to edit it, and this is one of three I'm doing today. So, um, wow, you know, all told, it will be four hours of the sort of pod podcast involved activities where I can't really be doing anything else. Like one of the one of the interesting things about when I record these uh, interviews, there's there's no multitasking. You know, I'm not, I can't just fire off a bunch of emails um, or if I'm like, usually when I'm on calls with clients, uh, I just have headphones in and I can walk around my room and sweep, mm-hmm. or, you know, ball socks. But, you know, I'm really am locked into this one position here, you know, moderating my levels and all those sorts of things. And I love it. It just fills up my day. And I try to and, get. I'm, and you're,
1: there's a level of presence that you feel in doing it. Uh, Which also keeps away from all of the chaos outside.
0: Yeah, and then it's it's something that is a product that will always be out there. Like this is, I, I had a kind of a half interview with I mean this cousin yesterday that we did as kind of a joke. It didn't record properly, but you know this is officially my forty fifth interview in in four weeks, and wow, and that's. That's a a, that's a nice portfolio of or or, you know a a a nice it's it's a nice bunch of work. (laughs) I I wish I had I wish I was speaking more clearly right now, but um, I'm just I'm just really you're kind of of
1: you're like leading into some questions that I have for you actually very naturally, which is like where do you go from here? Because you've been really putting a lot of time into making this great content and people are still going to need content to absorb, to learn, to connect, to feel like they are a little bit at home with their friends when they're away. Like what's your next step from a podcast into making that a little bit more tangible, making it more visible, vis- visual? Um, Do you have plans to, you know, think about, you know, expanding to, I mean, I know you talked to Chris in Paris, but like other countries are having a website where people can, you know, upload and comment or send each other, you know, thoughts or anything like that.
0: The next step will just be cranking through probably up to hundred podcasts because i'm still uh-huh. learning how to do this and so I just, I just want to be better i want to be a better interviewer uh, i want to be more uh-huh. involved I and mean, there's just it, it's kind of those elements um and you know on, on my end i i think i'll just know after a hundred
1: <laughs> it, it, it's the it, magic number Okay, Malcolm Gladwell.
0: <laughs> so so that's part of it. But I think the other part is in the time of quarantine, I just don't think that there is much that anybody can do more with what I'm already doing, if that makes sense. Like, uh-huh. and I think that once this ends and I have – I have my podcasting legs, like I just feel really confident in it, and Mm -hmm. I've reduced my stuttering, which has been a problem, my audio's better, then at that stage, I'll be able to look back at the hundred, think about what was best, what needed work, and then take it from there. Because I think that's when the opportunities will open up, but I'll have gotten the reps in, which is... I, I wish I had a better answer, but the fact is, I'm just so focused on cranking out the work right now.
1: Yeah, of course. And familiar, like making yourself an expert at the platform and the way that you're uh, conducting these. And what I would say so far is that I think you are a natural interviewer and Thank uh, you. an outward facing personality that's super easy to talk to and have an easy conversation about something that fucking sucks. But, uh, it's also like this conversation doesn't end with this and you start with friends and connections and hearing how people are doing. And then at some point, like maybe you start moving on to like, someone knows an expert that knows an expert that knows an expert, and you're getting a whole different level of this timeline of people that you're talking to and, and what they're dealing with. And, you know, in six months from now, it's like, well, what's it like coming back to your spooky apartment like how many how many mice live in there now like
0: (laughs) i think that will be a big part of it It, which will be the 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 recalibration to life and the thing is is every single podcast i've interviewed there is now going to be a sequel so if i've recorded you know 100 then there's going to be 200 follow-ups
1: oh so we have to talk again
0: Oh, I mean that's that's gonna be part of the fun. It's just like, <laughs> like like it's gonna be really like, like I'm so curious to know in three weeks time. Hey, how was that 17 hour drive? How's been the shift? You know, what's it like on Kia? You know, like like I just I have follow up questions to each one of these each one of these interviews. That I'm just gonna be genuinely interested in exploring.
1: Oh my god. Do you want to do a um an interview with my family in the car while we're driving?
0: That would be interesting.
1: I'll let you think about that. You can edit that out if you want. No, no, no,
0: no, no. I I, I keep almost everything in there except for some of the stutters. How about this? Let's When you have your date set, let me know. And there's no reason that we can't give it a try. It might not work, but if it doesn't work, then we don't need to publish it.
1: And if not, we can always talk when we get to South Carolina and pick up some, you know, key points about the drive and the frustrations and the safety concerns and how many times the dog had to pee and uh, all of that.
0: And because of the nature of these conversations like that's where i'm going to get my content from and i'm excited i'm excited to have that follow up yeah well keller well so happy good in my line
1: (laughs) of work i also what are you i'll talk forever i i
0: I, I do have to i do have to shift to to my next call though I, i i i would talk to you but uh forever but here here on this good friday i gotta i gotta shift over to to vinnie
1: yeah well you enjoy i've loved catching up it's been so fun miss seeing your face tell amanda hello
0: i will and be safe
1: and let's get that
0: let me know as soon as you have the date set for your 17-hour trip and we'll get it uh we'll get that in the calendar for for a call we'll, you can map it out and that let me know where, where the best one hour block of reception is going to be
1: <laughs> okay perfect
0: <laughs> well take care my friend okay you guys
1: have a great weekend and uh look forward to talking again and seeing you
0: <laughs> i look forward to that as well
1: Okay, thanks, D.K. Bye, killer.